Your Most Avid Reader by Bibi Berkey. The Women in the Woods, Chapter 3. The year is 1761, and in the vast, flat, rural swathe of the eastern coast of England, it is early summer. There is a baiting of breath to see how the year will go, a hoping of hopes for the imminent harvest to be a good one, God willing, for healthy livestock, for warmth and for rain, for plenty. The gentry and the yeoman farmers are embracing new methods to pull as much life out of their fields as nature will allow, and then perhaps some more. They follow the Dutch example of planting swedes and turnips to keep their unused fields fertile and their animals satisfied in winter. Always think ahead. They begin to practice a new kind of breeding, where sheep produce thicker fleeces and pigs gird themselves with more meat. Farming is the thing to do, and Lincolnshire is the place to do it. That's where the wealth lies. The farmers here are men of ideas and embrace the science of abundance. All they need is space and investment. They work to huge volumes and still they dream of more. The nation itself is increasing. The opportunities of all men of means burgeoning. The people are teeming and they are following the opportunities. War is still playing out, but the prizes are great. Canada and India... What about the West Indies? There's opportunity there too. The point is, is to stay on top of the land, to own it, to get others to work it. Don't let it swallow you and your children. Don't be a part of the machinery called human labour or else there's nothing, no posterity, no wealth, no point at all. Not everyone is gaining. The thousands who are swallowed by the land are like seeds that fall and grow, then wither and are replaced. There's nothing beautiful about nature, but then nature is a hindrance when it comes to farming. Men like Nathan Gentle, the able young farm manager on the Hindwald estate, are not in love with the process. But they're saddled with an attachment to an older sense of home which will serve them poorly. It's not that they fear to better themselves, it's just they don't know how. Maybe distant escape is the answer. The colonies, but it might be more of the same. They can have no idea that soon they will escape from the fields and become part of a new machinery, the human cogs and wheels that will build great cities and create more rich men to claim their posterity. And men like Nicholas Rouse, the tutor, they too should have their moment. They should be the ones to articulate the beauty of ideas, the value of science. They are the young men who shun wars and question authority. Why should they look on while the rich redraw the boundaries of the land? They will have something to say, and so they should. And then there are boys like Dominic Hadley. They straddle both worlds, the old and the new, and are as yet, at home in neither. What gentle lacks is a cause. What Rouse needs is power. And Dominic Hadley can only yearn for what he lost in another life. Why did you hurt me? demanded the boy. 
He was rubbing his scalp and glancing sulkily at his attacker. She was saying nothing. She stood with her hands on her hips, her face dark with self-righteous anger, her lips so firmly compressed that her mouth was barely there. Speak at once, Dominic commanded her. Still, she was silent. She was about his age, in her mid-teens. Slim like him, tall as he was tall. Her hair was loose and dark. Her features were fine and sharp. She was wearing what looked to Dominic like his nightshirt, a, a white linen chemise, tied at the waist with a bright-hued scarf. Her bare feet poked from beneath its frilled hem. Without any warning, she dropped down beside him. He scurried back on his hands and feet, his palms itching from a patch of nettles. She followed him, also on all fours. And when he stopped, she stopped. And she eyed him warily. Tell me what you want. Tell me who you are, he quivered. She inspected him carefully, her face close to his. He wondered what it was about him that absorbed so much of this girl's attention. When she spoke, it was merely one word, and that one word was a question. Dominic? she asked. The male narrator was Mark Lingwood. Your Most Avid Reader was written by Bibi Berkey, with sound editing by Mark Lingwood. It was made by Tempest Productions and brought to you with the kind support of Rattlesnake Books, an established seller of books, maps, ephemera, art and curiosities. Rattlesnake Books can be found on Instagram, Etsy, Abe Books and Biblio.